0: You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever with your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind.
1: Hello, Morning Enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Lunida Deco. And today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Adriana Alvarez. She is the CEO and founder of AMA Publishing, where she teaches women how to start highly profitable publishing companies. She's an international best-selling author and has been seen in Forbes, Huffington Post, International Living. I mean, she has been around and a name to be known and so i'm excited to bring her on the show today because we want to know about how we can um, self-publish how to create publications because we're doing a lot of ebooks we're doing a lot of lead magnets these days so this is going to come in very handy in terms of the how to so it is my pleasure to bring her on adriana welcome to the show thank you so much for having me It's an honor. Thank you. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your journey thus far. I mean, to not only start your own publishing, but to help others do the same is quite something. So tell us about your journey to that point.
0: Well, you know, it was nothing that I set out to do. I completely fell into this because when my my husband started our business 12 years ago, I noticed a pattern. Almost every single person wanted to write a book, Mm -hmm. had something to share. And almost no one did it. And when I begin to ask why, they begin to share with me. It's intimidating. It's overwhelming. It's one more thing to learn. And most of my clients, they're running a business. They're raising babies. Many of them homeschool, might be traveling full time. So I get it. I did all the above. And I know it's a lot to juggle. And so I began to think about how can I create simple solutions? I like taking something complex and making it easy. Yeah. And The first thing I did is I taught them how to write for publications, how to pitch. And then I created a collaboration book where each person wrote one chapter because it felt like everyone could take on 3000 words. And then from there, they could decide if they wanted to take on a solo book for themselves.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's, that's pretty um, daunting, the act of writing. And I know some people who join writing clubs. I did at one point, to be honest, where we would write a chapter and then come back and talk about it or share it with the group just as a way of motivating us to keep going. So I know that uh, it's daunting to write. And I love your piece on it about, you know, 3,000 words is not, not as bad. One chapter is not as bad. So how did you grow that from that small group to now helping people create their own publishing company?
0: Hmm. Good question. So when I put out the word of that first book, it sold out in one social media post. I went on to create six more books that same year. And I realized that I was onto something that people really did want to share their story. They just wanted to feel supported. They wanted to feel like they weren't going to be rejected the second they raised their hand. And I moved from traveling full-time with my family to my grandparents' home, and we started homesteading. I was out in nature a lot. And one morning, I was in my grandmother's recliner, and I got the idea. There are so many stories to be shared. You can't share them all. You need Mm -hmm. to help others start their own publishing house. And so once again, I went back to my go-to. I posted on social media, who would be interested in learning how to do this? And my first round sold out instantly. And it's just grown from there. Most of our clientele is by referral.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, that that's fascinating because there's, there's something in sharing our story. We learn better. We love stories. So what do you think has caused it to be? Why is telling stories so important?
0: Mm. You know, it's as old as time. Storytelling, gathering around a fire or a meal, and allowing ourselves to be known. Allowing the people that gather with us to really see us and to hear us and to share wisdom and experiences. And this is what I want to keep alive because part of what's missing in our society now is that younger generations are not taught from their grandparents and their parents and from the the wise ones. And we need to keep tradition like this alive because what it does is it connects us to our past, Mm -hmm. but it also propels us into the future so that we can be everything we came here to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I recall storytelling growing up in Haiti, you know, sitting around the fire and listening to grandparents. That really teaches us about history, but it teaches us about where we come from and kind of prepare us for what's to come. So it really is a part, integral part of who we are as human beings. That's why stories do so well. So how do we how do we go about, like a lot of people want to self-publish. They know about KDP, you know, the Kindle. Yep. I forgot the sub-Kendo, D something publishing from Amazon. That's one way to self-publish. What are some of the, like three steps to someone who's thinking about writing a book, um, even if it's an ebook, putting on Amazon, how do they start that process?
0: Well, I like to take people within to start with, because when we think about it, a story in a book, is a huge extension of ourselves, And so we want to make sure before we take those branches big and wide, we take the roots down deep. And I want people to connect with who they really are, the truest essence, not the title, not the identity, not the thing that people might know them as, but what is the core of their message? What is the movement that they are here to spark? What is the legacy that they want to leave? making sure they're completely connected to that and that they look at the long-term picture and break it down into easy steps. So the first step is you've got to know what you have to say. Mm-hmm. and You got to know who you are in order to do that. And then you've got to know what I'm willing to do to bring this book to life. I find that most people have a trade-off. Maybe they're not on social media as much. Maybe they give give up the Netflix. Maybe they create that writing practice like you talked about, join a group. But when people think about writing a book, they often think that when the book is finished, the road is done. Congratulations, (laughs) right? Yeah. It is a huge achievement. But you need to plan to give yourself a break and a breath and a victory lap. And then think about how you're going to market it for at least the next 12 months, because that's really where the magic is. The reason we write the book is because of what happens after. But sometimes we let that become an afterthought and that's what we don't want. We want to plan. How are we going to get the message out? Who are we going to collaborate? Where are you going to speak? What are you going to create to sell on the back end? Those are the things that I like people to think about and
1: those are the things you help them kind of think bring to the forefront and start planning
0: out. Yeah? Yes. Absolutely. I like to look at a 12-month plan and this is what I ask people to do. Go sit with your book. Go sit with your message and ask it what it wants because everyone has a different definition of success everyone has a different definition of this was so worth it and i want them to identify what that is from the beginning and that actually becomes our plan so i create the proposal based on that definition for them and then we just plan it out and work backwards
1: hmm. interesting
0: yeah i like
1: the uh, the aspect of defining success according to what is it that you're trying to achieve Yeah. And then is it the same process for lead magnet generations? You know, there's a lot of eBooks out there now. How is that different from the book writing?
0: Not that different. The the main difference is, is that it's usually much shorter. So Mm -hmm. you might have a 6,000 or 10,000 word lead magnet, but essentially the process is similar in that we have to know what you want at the end. You know, it's like Simon Sinek says, start with the end in mind, then you can know you're on the right path.
1: Very nice. And so, when you are meeting with the uh, individuals, what do you work with them on? Because I, I can imagine there's a lot of mindset shift that takes place. I can imagine there's a lot of discipline, um, and habits you have to put in place because it's something very new. A lot of people have never written before, right? It's a new, it's new territory. How do you navigate that with individuals when it comes to like setting up habits and principles and disciplines to achieve their goal?
0: Okay, so I'm gonna be real right now. Okay. Yeah. Someone has to be at a certain caliber to work with me. Okay, So if I ask, do you write daily or do you create content for your audience on a regular basis? And the answer is no. They need to go do that for a year. They need to feel what it is to build the muscle of regularly writing emails, social media posts, going live, anything around that, that's Mm -hmm. content creation, that's writing, that's taking what's inside of them and pulling it out. If they do have a practice of that, then we can just extend that and really go, okay, great. You've got a wonderful foundation. And then we can translate it into what it means for their book. So we determine, is it a certain number of hours a day that you're writing, a certain number of hours a week, a month, or is it a word count? And you said the word that most of us see as a dirty word, and that's discipline. But I think the other thing that my clients have in common is that they're very accomplished. And you don't get where you are, right? If you have You're a classic like overachiever doing big things in the world. You don't do that without discipline. And so I find that that needs to already be in place, similar to the content creation. This needs to be something that they put into practice before they start working with me. Otherwise, the drill sergeant in me (laughs) and the the undiscipline in them is not going to be a good match. (laughs)
1: That's funny. Yeah. Discipline is key. I agree. Everyone that has gotten this far, that is a go-getter. I call them type A personalities who go out after what they want. It's not not because of willpower. It's straight up discipline. It's putting a plan in place and executing and following it to the T, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't feel like getting up. And that's the same thing with, with habits, right? There's a really good quote that says, we first make our habits and then our habits make us, which means we become on autopilot, right? Where we're just going. (laughs) Hands off, exactly. (laughs) So true. Yeah. So let's talk about habits. How do you get up, dress up and show up? What's your morning routine like?
0: So I will admit I have a bizarre and unique morning routine. Okay. And this actually started... About six years ago, I was living in Guanajuato, Mexico. My boys were little and I started waking up at 3 a.m. to Mm -hmm. have this quiet time. And and what I didn't know at the time, but then I, I learned and I realized is that this is the quietest time of the day. Everything is still. And so I get up at three most days. I do yoga or qigong, I do meditation, I put good stuff in my ears. And I ask what is mine for today? What's mine to share? How can I be a blessing? What is the next most important thing for me to do? What is priority? And sure enough, you know, when you ask a good question, you receive a good answer. And so whatever I receive, I write it down. And I build it into my day. This morning I woke up at three and I got like, oh, here's the best next step. And while it was so fresh, I just did it. I just literally got up, I emailed the person that came to me. I asked them the thing I was supposed to ask them. And then I went on about my my morning. And so what I find is that this gets me in a good place because I'm connected and centered within myself. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. sort of like what I talked about with the book. Before I go out and I hug my kids and make breakfast and serve my clients and share on a podcast like this, I make sure that I'm good and right with myself.
1: Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And that's the beauty of the morning routine. That is the purpose of the morning routine, right? It's to help you show up. So you get up, you dress up and you show up and dressing up is you preparing yourself with the yoga, with the meditation. It's work moving your body. It's that um, getting that stillness and asking the subconscious mind the, the, uh, what's the what to do next. And then you're getting that response. And I want to tap into that a little bit more because that I believe happens the night before right? The morning routine starts the night before. You have to prepare the night before. And um, Thomas Jefferson said, never go to sleep without giving your subconscious mind something to work on. And those are the answers you're reaping in the morning, Adriana. Those are the answers you're getting. And people don't believe that, but you are firsthand saying it. So go ahead elaborate a little bit. Let's unpack that.
0: Okay. So you're absolutely right here's the thing that I learned is if I end my day with a couple of key elements, it perfectly sets me up for the next morning. Right? So I like to think of it as either I'm starting off in the hole Mm -hmm. or in a really great place. Right? So what are those few key things? I talk about the last few minutes of the day, the best parts of my day. So I do what I call like a highlight reel. And so I tell my boys and my husband and maybe a friend, all of the wonderful things, the best moments of the day, Mm -hmm. because it's easy to get in the habit of finding the one thing that went sideways that day and just going on and on about it. Now, the second thing that I do is I listen to, there's a little track called the three magic words. Wayne Dyer did a, a, a meditation on it once. And it's one of the best things I've ever found. If you go to YouTube, you can search it, three magic words. It's a powerful way to end the day, like you said, and give your subconscious mind something to chew on. The other thing I do is I ask one good question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And guess what? The answer is always there when you wake up. Sometimes you'll dream about it and you'll receive it in your sleep. Yeah, no, it's powerful. I, I'm, I'm giddy over here, smiling from ear to ear,
1: because it's a testimony that I live by. Right? I truly believe that's what happens, and that's the power of the subconscious mind that we're not tapping into. It's a superpower, honestly. If you don't know what to do, go take a nap. But before you do, I pose that question.
0: Yes, and you will wake up with the answer. You know what I love too is I'm starting to teach this to my boys. So. During the holidays, they had some time off of homeschooling and they were waking up so early because they were so excited, you know, play with their new toys. We have birthdays and holidays all in one and they were getting up too early, right? So three days in a row, getting up at four, they were just wiped out. And so I sat them down the night before and I said, listen, boys, I know you're excited to start your day and I know you want to play with this and do that, but I want you to tell your brain when you go to sleep tonight, it's okay to sleep till seven. It's all going to be there waiting for me. And my son looked at me and he goes, are you sure that works? And I said, I am so sure this works. I said, your mind is incredibly powerful. So we started doing it every night. And guess what? They sleep till 7 a.m. It's incredible. It works every time. And the the whole question, was it Sam or Grant? (laughs) Sam. (laughs) <laughs> my first word you know, he, his favorite phrase to tell me is, are you sure, Mom? Now, Grant is a lot like me in that he has blind faith. He's like, whatever, I'll I he buys it, right? Sam is my analytical Capricorn. He's my little husband, you know, Derek, he's like Derek's twin. And they're always looking at me going, explain yourself. <laughs> <More> information." <laughs>
1: And oh, yeah, it's you kind of need that right a questionnaire somebody yes. to make sure you check your facts before you bring it forward <laughs> exactly that's what they are <laughs> and then it's interesting because that's the analytical brain and then there's the person who's like super spiritual and, and like believes in the subconscious mind believes in intuition and then you're trying to like bring those two worlds together and sometimes i have to tell my husband because he's the analytical one like the brainy rational one well, and I'll say to him, you know what? I just can't explain it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. I don't have the words. I don't know if I should even find the words. You, you won't get it. And I can't explain it in a language that
0: you will understand. And so. <laughs> I, I understand. And here's the thing is we do know this, that not everything can be understood on the mental plane, right? There are things we feel and we don't know why we feel it. There are things we know and we don't know why we know it and this allows us to expand into this space and you know the people around us are our teachers and we are theirs
1: yeah no this is great this is this is exactly right up the alley of what what I was thinking so if we want to get in contact with you how do we do that how do we find you
0: absolutely so you can go to amaspeaks.com. that's a m a speaks.com or my website, it's my full name, AdrianaMoniqueAlvarez.com. And you'll see I have some great freebies there, whether it's tuning into your story or considering starting your own publishing house. Yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you for
1: sharing. And this has been very insightful on those. For those who, want, who are thinking about Who has been writing content for at least a year right writing content for at least a year understanding their avatar understanding their audience and are able to take it to the next level and actually you know go beyond the daily content the ebook and actually start publishing and adriana is your girl it's been a pleasure thank you for coming on the show
0: thank you it's great to talk to people who get it
1: (laughs) true to that
0: all right morning enthusiasts that's it for today's show thank you for tuning in If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.